Good evening and welcome to the Two Big Gamers podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm your host, Mr. Laz Tanti, and joining me, as always, is Mr. David Rizzuto. David, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm very good, Laz. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I think we've reached a small milestone. Yeah, as, as yeah. Recording. Um, yeah. So we've done 10 episodes. And uh, this is our eleventh episode, and I gotta say, man, this is awesome. Like, mm. you know, um, one episode, you know, back to back every week. You know, well, I'll try to do every every week, but yeah, a little small yeah, achievement. Yeah, we just coming off the high of uh, our first interview we did together with Lee Jackson of Duke Nukem oh, Fame. Yes, yes, really good interview, I reckon. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome, man. Um, yeah, he he pretty much worked on one of my favorite games. You know. And, um, yeah, which, which, which was Duke Nukem 3D, you know, that when he did, all, when he did the, when he composed the music and such, um, but a lot of that, he composed the music for like Rise of the Trident Shadow Warrior and such, but, um, he did a really remarkable job, man. And, uh, it was a good catch. So yeah, yeah man, well, he had some good stories to tell and, um, yeah, man, but in the future, we'll hope to get some more special guests lined up. For these episodes but apart from that man it was a good episode so yeah yeah it was very insightful speaking very, to yeah, very Lee insightful, yeah. about his experiences in the industry and his uh uh hard work uh developing the music and even well yeah voice directing uh oh yeah experience. so i i don't even know he did um he voiced yeah. one of the fat commanders in duke nukem 3d where he goes suck it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was awesome yeah very reflective, yeah. Very proud of that interview. Yeah, that was good. Very good. Yeah, man. So, uh, Mr. David, apart from that, man, um, how you been? So, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, look. I mean, yeah, I've been all right. I'm uh, just uh, trying to get out of the house as much as I can. Yep. Um, so everything's opened up more. Uh, oh yeah, um, that's right. Lately. Yeah. Uh, still a little bit of protests in the city, but oh yeah, as always. Um, uh, yeah, we won't get into that. Um, no, but yeah, look, just uh, exercising and taking care of myself as best as I can, and also just uh, catching up on finishing uh, the anime series of Cowboy Bebop, as the live-action Netflix show is already oh. out. So I'm looking forward to watching that soon. Yeah, is this a new series, or has this series been around for a while? Well, Cowboy Bebop uh, is yeah, it's been around for. Um, for just one year back in 98. So we're talking about oh, right. shows. So it's nearly 24 years old. Yeah. Oh, guys. Can you believe it? Yeah, Seriously, nearly 24 yeah. years old. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's only lasted for one series. Right. Um, but now the Net- they've created a Netflix show, a live action show for Netflix. And uh, All right. I'll be looking to see how it compares hmm. with the anime. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I've been pushing myself to watch anime because I'm not really a big anime fan. Um, hence mm. the why I probably didn't know what this show was all. What this, sh- why I didn't know what the show was was about. On while hearing about the show anyway. Um, but yeah, man. I'll, I'll try. I've I've seen a couple episodes of uh, Samurai Champloo. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> this this scene, seeing all the sketchy work done 
in the show, like the the way that, that how they were drawn, like it was very sketchy, and I thought it was pretty interesting, you know, like. So, in saying that, I want to push myself to watch more episodes and uh, see what it entails. So yeah, man. Yeah. I'll start with that, yeah, and uh, I'll see if I can push myself to watch more different anime uh, TV shows. TV oh, series, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely loved. Um, I definitely loved that. Samurai Champloo is probably my favorite. And it's and, and it's um and the soundtrack's composed by uh New Jabes. New Jabes. Yeah, New yeah that's Jabs, right. Yeah. New Jabs, sorry, not New Jabes, New Jabs, yeah. 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 So yeah, I always I always like the theme song to it because uh, you know, like so I'm a fan of hip hop and uh yeah, the the theme to that was pretty cool, man. I liked it. <laughs> so that's probably why it drew me to watch the show <laughs> by hearing yeah. the theme song. Yeah. The actual theme to the oh. show. So, oh yeah, the hip hop, uh, hip hop that show. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. Def- definitely just set, sets the, the mood for the show. And I remember yeah. there's one character who was uh, serving for some master samurai. He was actually doing hip hop beats, even though the show was <laughs> set in <laughs> ancient Japan. <laughs> oh really? That's that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty funny, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna definitely try and watch some more episodes and um, and Berserk as well because I've seen a couple episodes. Of, I'm saying that too. I've been watching. I've seen a couple episodes of Berserk as well. Right. And um, yeah, I'm probably watch a few episodes of that. So as I said, I'm not really a big anime fan. So yeah. like I said, I was gonna push myself to watch more and appreciate it for what it is in the whole yeah. So, as a whole, so yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, anime can be uh, sort of niche yeah. sometimes. Um, I mean, for every bit of um, sci fi action you get, you also get a lot of uh, spooky horror uh, or just uh, sort of non linear story structures, which can be just a little bit um, unusual. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Zemro Champloo is definitely one of my favorite. Anime shows, like I said, yeah. and uh, you probably definitely say it's funny as it is. Um, it's, it doesn't really follow the typical the storytelling that you might get used to, let's say, in the West, mm-hmm. obviously. So it's definitely, yeah. you, you can watch a, a lot of it and pick up something that you didn't notice before yeah. the first time. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And the same thing that goes for Cowboy Bebop comes in, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it, man. Um... But yeah, so um, so you've been watching anime. Anything else or just? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Galway Bebop at the moment is really the one show that I'm just dedicated to, just okay. uh, trying to finish. Because yeah, I am curious about the Netflix Netflix live version show. Yeah. Um, I'll see if uh, I'll get around to watching that soon. But yeah, uh, other than that, um, yeah. Look, uh, nothing about really much that I've been watching other than. Uh, I saw, I did see the, this one Tom Cruise movie last night called Collateral. It was made in 2004. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's a good movie. Right. I prefer yeah. Heat, made by the same oh, director. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's, that's a real classic area. right there. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Very uh, ahead of its time. In terms I of think the, it was one of the first... Movie. No, probably mistaken. Um, no, I was, I was about to say, uh, I think it was one of the first movies that starred... Uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino together, but that that wasn't. Um, no, mm. I, 
Could be. Because, well, you got Godfather too, which had uh, which had uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, yeah. but different scenes. Yeah, no, yeah. no. So this is probably one of the first movies I shared scenes together. You know, Al Pacino and yeah. Robert De Niro in the same scene. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Al Pacino was playing right. a cop and um, Robert De Niro was playing like a thuggish uh, criminal. You know what I mean? Trying to, you yeah, know, he was a, a bank robber, yeah, bank robber trying to portray, yeah. you know, trying to get money and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that, that was a classic, man. I've got it on DVD actually. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, man, um, that's cool. I tell you what, I've been binging my friend, and I think I've showed you one episode. Uh, I've been watching The Office. Mm, the American version, yeah, American version, yeah. Steve Carell, man. <laughs> He just cracks me up, man. He cracks me up hard. Is this the things he just comes up with, and he just says what what is on his mind, and he just say it out in the office, and like, <laughs> and every sentence he finishes, he goes like, "That's what she said." <laughs> Someone tells me, I think I want to watch the UK version. Yeah, watch yeah, it. It's wanna... funny. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think the US version was also written by. Um, uh, what's his Ricky name? Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. All that humor comes from, I think. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think something tells me I'll enjoy the UK version better because Ricky Gervais is a lot more sarcastic. Sarcastic. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, Steve Carell tends to play off the awkward comedy that he's known for. Give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's funny, man. It is. Fair it, enough. Yeah. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, I've been binging that. I've been binging that, and um, what else have I been watching? Um, I think the American version of The Office was made what, in the two thousands, right? They didn't continue throughout the twenty tens, did they? No, they that went up to like twenty thirteen. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of seasons. Yeah, there's a lot of seasons of The Office, the US version. So, oh. um, yeah. And now I've been watching Sopranos as well. <laughs> yeah, Sopranos, uh, The Office. Uh, I've been watch. I haven't seen any movies of late, but um, yeah, just watching, binging on The Office at the moment. So yeah. Apart from that, uh, man. I mean, Sopranos is a dark show, but yeah, they always uh, think of the funniest moments. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was like it when I find out when. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Vito. When they find out he's a faggot, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, they're just enraged. Just want they just want to kill him, or any of some of the mobs just want to kill him. And you know, it's funny, yeah. especially by especially Leo. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Phil Leotardo. Yeah. Once he like, comes out of the dead man, like. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just let me just let, let me just say, dear listeners, uh, please take no offense for use of the F word, just paraphrasing what was said on the show. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, I remember, if you remember the scene where uh, Bill Leotardo, before he's about to kill Vito, he comes out, actually comes out of the closet as a bit of a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he's out of the closet now. He's <laughs> hiding in yeah. the closet. And yeah, that's right. Henchman starts beating him to death. Yeah. Just, uh, and, I, and I think that rammed a, a pool cue up his ass as well. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Very dark. 
very yeah. dark, very dark humor actually. So I gotta say, very dark humor like some in some of the episodes. So yeah, but that's all right, man. Um, so if you're ready, man, let's uh, let's uh, talk about what we're gonna be talking about. Awesome. Uh, did you want to do a, a news bulletin first? Yes, but before we do, I just want to tell listeners that uh, our main topic we're going to be talking about um, the days of the arcade. Pretty much just memories mm-hmm. of our experiences with arcade games and such. But yep. before we do, uh, I'll just make a few like one announcement, and I think you've got an announcement as well, David. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yep. cool. I'll let you start first. Yeah. All right. So. In the recent headlines, um, there has been a lot of talk about GTA 3. Oh, sorry, not GTA 3. The GTA Trilogy that has been released. The remastered version um, that has come out. And and it hasn't gone to a good start. Uh, a lot of people could be complaining about character models being very different from the original uh, GTA series. A lot of graphical glitches, and yeah, man, there's a lot of, pretty much just a big mess of just, yeah. Yeah, that's very disappointing to hear, but that's par on course with probably the laziness of um, gaming companies nowadays. Yeah. They just rush out for all these uh, games out without doing enough quality testing. Um, I mean, it's one thing when you get an online subscription service, you rush out games that haven't been um uh emulated properly but uh another thing altogether where you're trying to re-release old games remastered supposed to be with uh better with up-to-date next-gen graphics and before you know it this still has its own bugs um very disappointing but uh unsurprising the very least it's particularly unsurprising when you get an old game like gta 3 yeah um we're talking about a game it's 20 years old now uh, you would you would like to play an updated version of, of that game without any problems, but no, you can't. Um, I mean, with the Vice City and the San Andreas, okay, Vice City probably hasn't aged that well now, um, just because uh, the graphics is definitely more outdated. But San Andreas, I mean, you can sort of you still have a, the original copy of that game. Uh, yeah, you can sort of lift, you can sort of uh, copy that better because uh, the graphics are still. Uh, still actually a little better than the other two, but like I said, very disappointing. Uh, not, I assume now that they're just going to have to send out more patch updates to fix these bugs. Well, they they have um, released one patch, right? Um, which was released, I think, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, so Rockstar has released uh, their first update for the game. Their first um, update for the game. Yeah. yeah. But and that still doesn't got... that still doesn't make any excuses for what they've done though for you know after when they released this you know there should have been any bugs you know like but sometimes you know the way it's, you know uh, under the circumstances of probably there was there was there was a big time constraint with this and then just needed to, it to be rushed out you know um, who knows man but. Look, yeah, there's a lot of bugs in this, you know, like I said, a lot of graphical glitches. Um, this prime example, um, I think it was in uh, San Andreas when um, 
he was on his bike and uh, when he was heading towards the beach, it was raining. Well, basically, it was raining in-game. Right. And uh, when he rode his bike underneath the bridge, the water was coming through the bridge. Coming through the bridge. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then when he headed to the beach, into the ocean, the rain stopped. Right? <laughs> and then when he back back on land, the rain just... Yeah, so <laughs> that's an example. And even effects of the rain, it doesn't look that great either. This, yeah, the particles of the rain, the starch, the raining in general, this doesn't look good at all, apparently. Oh, well, which I've uh, seen anyway, it doesn't look good. Yeah, are they, these bugs, are they across all platforms? Yeah. Or yeah. more so than the other, yeah? Okay. Yeah. And the latest patch, is that re- released on all platforms or just some of them? Uh, pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure it'd be released on all platforms. Okay. Um, well, you'd hope so. Yeah. Makes yeah. me wonder if we're gonna have if uh, if the those games are going going to crash while you're in the middle of a mission. Uh, I haven't had any issues on that. Um, all I've seen is just a lot of graphical glitches. Uh, even like. When they tried to smooth out some of the character models, it just looked like shit house. Really? It looked very yeah. bad. Even on GTA 3. Because yeah, if there's one them, game that you think that you could update for um, the latest gen graphics. So see, if you GTA see Psych and Psych comparisons up. from the original to the remaster, you can tell straight away, yeah, this is bad. So, Disappointing. Yeah, well, on a first glance, I mean, for a first glance, I thought they were going to do a, a good job at it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, truth is, they haven't. Uh, yeah. No. Disappointed here. Yeah. Looks like that. Um, looks like you'd recommend everyone to either just uh, wait. Would you even say wait until all the bugs have been ironed out, or just save your money? What would you say? Oh, well, um, I'm not in no rush to play it, so <laughs> play them. <laughs> I don't know about you, but yeah, yeah I'm in a rush. Because it's um, annoying because if you look up online on YouTube, you can see all these independent mod developers. They create their modders, own mods. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they, they had to patch some of the bugs in the game. This is, this is that bad. You know, but like, what I'm saying is that even yeah. years before leading up to this remastered yeah. version of that trilogy, uh, people yeah. have made their own mods. Up mods to for the games. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the fact that Rocksteady... Um, basically just rush this out obviously with any sort of quality control um, it's really yeah it's rather disheartening because again you, you would like to play how, how could uh, you miss those bugs though like through the course of like developing the remaster like how can you not miss those bugs like it's clear as day man it's clear as day yeah a logical reason I can think of is they rush the product out yeah, they rushed uh, it. For what, though? Like, was it just due because... Deadline. Deadlines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deadline. Just the problem with what? Cyberpunk? They were rushing out this game that was coming out. Yeah. And because they had a tight deadline, and yeah, they got a backlash because of um, just uh, poor quality control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just sort of... It does. It's really disappointing, because like I said, you've got uh, yeah. people creating their own mods, make the games look state-of-the-art, um, just so when you look at these demos and how they look, but yeah, when Rocksteady they finally uh, get their uh, 
production going for a remastered version of those games and we've still got these problems it's rather annoying if i was a yeah. paid customer i'd be furious oh yeah yeah i would be too um cool. yeah that's all right man well we'll see what this uh update unveils but apart from that man i'm no rush to play it so until these bugs get do get ironed out wasn't yeah so all right anyway, so well, what's your announcement <clears throat> my announcement oh cool well apparently that just uh, came to my attention that uh, uh volition they were on track of uh, doing a reboot of the saints row that's right saints row you can basically say that they are the uh, gta knockoff although with uh, even crude and cheaper humor um they were working on uh, a release date Hey David, if my if my sorry if my uh, memory serves me correct, the front cover was there a guy with a bandana holding a gun in, up in the air? Yeah, I think and that he saw was the back uh, of his head, two. and he had like a gun. Yeah, I think that was number two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. number two. And then okay, later, on number one. Yeah, and then on, uh, later on, uh, on Saints Row the Third had an up close image of uh, I think it was a badge, the gang badge, oh, and right. uh, the fourth game is basically you become. You're a gang member. You're you're a crime boss, but you also become the president of the United States, fighting off the okay. uh, invasion. Uh, not spoilers about that, but yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, um, Volition was uh, looking uh, to aim at a release date for its reboot of the franchise on the 25th of February next year. Yeah. But now they've announced that uh, they have uh, delayed it to August 23rd next year. So basically, that they're saying that they're just uh, uh, trying to invest a lot of the scope, the live scope of the game, and impact and of uh, what's going on with the whole coronavirus situation, where it's just sort of pulled everything back, like everything else in the world. Yeah. Where they try, they want to try and make it as great as possible because of the schedules, and apparently people are still working from home making these games, which would be a nightmare, I could imagine. Um, yep. That's just making production a lot more slower than everyone would have liked. Uh, right. But yeah, um, rather surprised. I tell you the truth, I was a little bit surprised rather that um, they're, they're rebooting it, uh, the whole franchise that is. They did make a few, uh, they made a remastered version of Saints Row the Third last year. Uh, and basically, if you played Saints Row, I mean, um, basically, you can just change uh, your. Uh, main character you play the boss throughout all all the games change the uh gender of the characters change the voices of the characters you can go from being a stereotypical uh latina uh female voice to a jason Statham type of voice um yeah i mean it's a good fun but it's a lot cruder humor for example in saints row the third you can pick up uh a dildo uh, a long dildo shape um uh, what do you call uh, baseball bat and beat people to dead, death with it? So yeah, or not even a, just a, the shape of a baseball bat. It's just actually a, an actual dealer, which is rather yeah. crude. So it's a really crude game in the vein of Adult Swim. If you're yeah. into that sort of sense of humor, have you played um, this? Oh have yeah, played yeah, absolutely. Right? Okay, played yeah, played. Uh, um, well, I owned uh, the first, uh, well, not the first two games, but three and four. Uh, right. four is basically like the ending of the whole series the second one I did try to play a few years ago and the game just was uh, 
not optimized at all on Windows. I mean, there are people that way they've created their own um, mods to try and make the game more optimized, and it didn't work for my my, uh, my case. I mean, I bought it from Steam when I realized that the game just uh, was broken completely. I thought, yeah, I'm trading for something else. The biggest problem with Saints Row uh, 2 was that the uh, it was impossible to steer every time you're, you're driving. We Every time you turn so on the intersection... So were you saying it wasn't optimized for your operating system? That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's every time you try to steer toward your car towards the left or right, it would suddenly just make a sharp turn and you'd end up crashing everywhere. It was impossible to drive, but that's okay. Um, I mean, from what I can tell, Saints Row 2 was definitely a lot more gritty, grittier compared to the ridiculousness of the third and fourth games. But the third, yeah. third and fourth games, I mean, they had crazier stories and there's a bit of, definitely a spoof on GTA, uh, particularly GTA 4, for memory serves me right if you're playing the third Saints yeah. game. But yeah, I mean, for the reboot, it will be rather interesting. Um, so uh, uh, it better be worthwhile. That's going to be something that we haven't seen before. Um but yeah, look, uh, we won't be able to really know much about it uh, until it comes out next August. So that's, what is it, uh, less than, well, I think about nine or so months away now. So yeah, it will be rather interesting to see. Yeah, it's a while yet. <clears throat> Hopefully by that time that uh, this country gets to shift uh, more console units out in market. At the moment, I think uh, we're still waiting for uh, more stocks for uh, Xbox, uh, latest Xbox and PS5 consoles. Yeah, apparently there's a new chip. There's still the chip shortage out there, so you know. Mm, doesn't but I think uh, I think the uh, especially um, Xbox and and and, and Sony they're uh, looking at ways to. Um, build different revisions. Of their motherboards and source different components so they can build more consoles so yeah different yeah. Revisions well let's hope that Australia motherboards and yeah so let's hope we're where we yeah well, let's hope where we live in Australia that we don't get short changed we no, don't no. have to wait for long yeah man yeah it's half the battle man but yeah we'll see see what happens mm. this throughout the course of this pandemic so yeah that's all good all right man i guess we can talk about our main topic then <clears throat> all right favorite arcade games growing up nice Pretty much man days of the arcade <laughs> i miss it man i miss it sometimes when yeah. i think about it <laughs> do you think uh do you think arcades is basically dying out oh yeah um, yeah i think these games today, like, all right, it's nice to see all these new arc, new games come out, you know, and, and they're pr very graphically impressive, but I just miss the charm of, like, you know, your 2D platformers and your fighting games and... Rail shooters, yeah. Rail shooters, even flight sims. It's on the flight sims as well, I used to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think... Um... We, don't, we, have, we haven't got much variety of arcade games. Let's put it that way. It's just no, we don't. Yeah, a lot of simulations and simulators, and yeah, um, 
probably a few like on games here and there and car racing games. That's it, pretty much. You know, I probably would argue that maybe the introduction of online multiplayer probably has killed it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is that you don't really get to. You're not really. It's strange because you with the arcade games, you get to socialize more. I reckon than oh, yeah. trying to play yeah. remotely on, uh, online multiplayer, and Same, it also yeah. just it demands a lot of hours. Yeah, uh, which if you if you've got a busy life. It's not worth it. You, you're better off just to get together, uh, play co-op at somewhere, someone else's house at the very least. But yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a bit of a shame uh, to see the arcade just sort of fading into obscurity and relevance. Uh, because yeah, just the, just the, definitely a great venue for people to just uh, to get hang out, get together. And uh, yeah, and even win some prizes if you're really good at it. <laughs> Remember how you... If you um, reach a high score, you'd always get a, a ticket sub, so you could exchange exchange uh, for uh, getting getting some sort of uh, prize right on the counter, whatever you want. So yeah, no, those um, those are something that uh, looking back now, realize that man, you really, you really do realize you're taking those sort of things for granted. Oh yeah. Um... But I think when, when last time we spoke, like, if they just build a section, like, of classic arcade machines, they'll make a killing, man. Yeah. People actually go in there and play them, I'm telling you. Like, off the bat, like, they will just go and see all these classic, like, oh, man, I grew up with this stuff. I'm definitely going in there. Like, yeah. all right, you know, when you, you got families in there, you got young families and such, taking the kids to the arcade, and once I see the classics, I'm like, "Whoa, let's go here!" You know, it, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think I think it's a no-brainer, but you know, I don't think other companies see it like that. So, just so uh, arcade. As long as that we don't go to a dodgy venue, oh, yeah. where it changes out all our money. Something like, point. Um, I think it's still called Time Zone and High Point. Right, I want a High Point. Last time. Um, if they just build a section there called the classic zone or whatever and it's got all yep. your classic arcade cabinets man i'm telling you <laughs> that would, would make a killing i'm like all right they'll, yep. they'll make money for sure yep. yeah just as long as just as i was trying to say before as long yeah. as like, you don't go to new venues where they just eat up coins but yeah. the, the arcades themselves are broken oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think that um there's still all a, a lot of life left but yeah. then, like i said there was one venue that you and i we went to where we exchanged our cash <laughs> oh yeah and so a lot of the a lot of the, some of the arcades basically were just uh eating up our coins but were otherwise broken oh yeah they're, they're, they're <laughs> controlled the, the joysticks were weren't functional no uh, even the buttons were that venue shall remain nameless <laughs> Yes. Let's just put it that way. No. Yes. 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 All right, mate. Well, anyway, let's not uh, continue on on a poignant note about the future of arcades, and let's just uh, get started on uh, the games that we grew up. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll start first, like always. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, so my first exposure to an arcade game is when um, my parents took me to see a movie. And I think it was before we saw the movie, um, 
which was at High Point back in the 90s. Uh, right. I think it was still called Time Zone at the time. Oh, no. From what I remember back in those days in the 90s, I remember it used to be called Playtime. Playtime. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Playtime. Not Time Zone, Playtime. Okay. It, it, yeah, it renamed itself Time Zone, I think, later in the 2000s. 2000s, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. So, it would it be called Playtime? Right. Yeah. So, I remember me and my parents were just looking at all these arcade game, arcade machines, and uh, one of the first arcade games I encountered was uh, Lethal Enforcers. Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a Konami game developed back in 92. And um, I have to say, I was, I was just amazed how the graphics looked um, seeing all the sprites scanned in digitized, digitized scanned people. in yeah. of real people um, you know hold, holding a, a handgun and just shooting all these bad dudes and seeing all these like hostages running don't shoot me across the screen <laughs> and such and I remember yeah I remember I played a little bit of the arcade uh, back then yeah. uh, I was obviously too young you couldn't didn't know how to play it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember playing it years later on the Sega Genesis, on Mega Drive. And you know, I, I can't remember if this was on the arcade port, but I remember on the console port. Was there, was there a Mega Drive port, was there? Yeah, there was, yeah. Oh, right. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd, uh, yeah, I remember in, uh, in the console port, how yeah. you're chasing after this car. And uh, it basically... They're on the run, just robbed the bank. And yeah. they got six or eight people inside the car shooting at you. So how the fuck can you fit uh, a, a, nearly a dozen people inside a single car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that was one of the first missions, yeah? Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. all shooting at you and that, and you're just trying to shoot him. <laughs> that's right. I remember that, yeah. Um, but yeah, even like... Even the foreground in the buildings, they were also scanned in, like real buildings, like real like digitized buildings. And, yep. Yeah, it looked, it looked pretty surreal back in the day, but you look at it now, it hasn't really aged well, like you can see, like it's very yeah. pixelated. <laughs> oh, it's even worse on the console port. The console oh, port, yeah, yeah. It, the background looked very deep, compressed. Yeah. Um, the background doesn't look great. And even the. the uh, uh, the characters themselves, uh, yeah, you can see that they're basically decompressed as well, yeah. uh, losing yeah. that, that image quality. So, I mean, we're talking about what it's 30 years old now, that game, oh, right? Yeah, 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 came out, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, it just a lot of the aspects of that game. Do you remember that there was a train sequence that involved um, a couple of uh, characters that were throwing knives um, at you? Yeah, I don't. Right, yeah, I don't remember that, man. Uh, just because I'm playing all the way through, but yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I remember that. that. I remember that there were some characters in that. Yeah, some oh, of the right. enemies that you fight in that game, right? They would throw knives at you, and you had to fire. Oh the, uh, yes, the train on a train sequence. Yes, I do remember yeah. now. I think it was Asian dudes, yeah, they're throwing knives at you and that. That's right. I think it was supposed to be triad members. Triads or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you have to shoot the knives and that, and they'll like, yeah, they'll disappear. What, what about the end of the, uh, the first mission? Um, the, the first boss you fight. 
Yeah, someone who's firing a bazooka at you yeah. inside of uh, uh, a truck. And yeah, you, you have to actually fire at all the bazooka missiles. And you have to keep shooting him 50 times before he perishes. <laughs> <laughs> Just that dumb action that I, I really love. <laughs> yeah. Um, special. I gotta admit, there a special stage uh, interval between levels where you had to fight all the. You have to fire at all the targets. It's basically a targeting. Yep, that's uh, right, training yeah. Level. Yeah, they're, they're all a little bit difficult to try and keep track. And I think, if I remember correctly, that uh, I think that would that could help replenish your life. I can't remember, but no, they, they were definitely tough missions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, I remember I got up to the final level of that game, console port. But uh, you have to fire a, a, all all your guns at a, a helicopter, which was basically impossible to beat because it's just yep. overpowered and just full of uh, machine guns, and missile uh, uh, ammunition. And I thought, screw it, I quit. I'll never be able to beat this game. I always lose the final hurdle. And I remember also this, that game, DJ, if you reach, I think it was the third mission, you're at an airport. Basically, terrorists have hijacked the airport. They're throwing yeah, grenades at right, you. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have to fire yeah. the grenade. <laughs> Shoot the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> classic, man. Classic. But um, I remember... Um, when I was a kid, when I played it, uh, I remember, I don't know, it was, the game was more smoother, like, just the graphics in general, like, being more smooth and not heavily, like, pixelated the way I'm seeing it now. Uh, I don't know, man, probably, yeah. um, it was probably, probably CRT, you know, smoothed it out a bit, but, yeah, man, I thought, even, like, um, when the game was panning to the next, to the next, uh, uh, not the next screen, but when when that like when the game would pan into the next area, and I thought it was, it was a bit more smoother too. But yeah, I don't know, man. It was just, I don't know, man. Probably just because the the way the game looked at actual real hardware. I'm not too sure, man. We are talking about, like I said, we are talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. So we expected we expect graphics to yeah. age badly. And they just get worse yeah. every time. And I even yeah, remember hostages used to even like appear right in front of you too. I remember. And it always reminded me of the pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. It always reminded me of the pleasant days. Yeah. It always reminded me of the closest thing to a lethal weapon game that we would get. Yeah. But that's not really true because I remember that there was one game uh, that I played years ago, many years ago, called Crime City, and that was basically Crime a, City, a yeah. 2D crime caller, Yeah. But the characters are very similar to Riggs and Murtaugh. So basically, you could say that that is an unofficial lethal weapon game. Oh, right. <laughs> so that was, I like the really enjoyable game that got funky uh, 80s arcade music as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd recommend that if you just want to play it online, yeah, definitely do so. So, Crime City, made by the Tato Corporation. Yeah, that's right. And apparently, there's a sequel to this as well, Lethal Forces 2. Yeah, that's the one set in the, what is it, the uh, West. Wild West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never really got into that, because I thought, yeah, Wild West, the themes aren't really my thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, there's even the third one as well. Right. Well, cool. I don't think, yeah, I definitely never played that one, yeah. Yeah. But the graphics look 
pretty modern in this. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, Lethal Forces, man. Classic. Um, How far did you ever get to that game? Um, I think the airport stage. And I did see, like I say, you were talking to me about the the train level. Uh, yes. I, probably, I, I saw that on YouTube, but yeah, I probably got up to the, the airport and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Fair enough. Lethal Forces. Would we recommend this game, David? If someone yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, why not? I mean, yeah. uh, back in the day, you just have to think about back in the day. Yeah. Talking about digital graphics. And in fact, uh, yeah. digitized gra graphics back in 92 was a massive re revolution. Oh, yeah. In fact, you had combat, you had little forces, you just blow, you just imagine that you were, what, six or seven years old, or even younger, and you just yeah. see that playing against real pe people in a video game yeah. would have blown your mind. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely just, uh, even to just see as a bit of a time capsule to see how, um, yeah, just rail shooters were back in those days. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just enjoy the goofy voice acting as well. Eat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's always going to be cheesy voice acting, man, when it comes to those earlier games. So, when it comes yep. to early games in general, anyway. But yeah. No, cool, no. man. Cool. Alright, so my next game um, was when, when I was with my grandmother. And same thing. When I saw a movie before we went went to see this movie, I think it, I think it was The Lion King, back in '94. Yeah, yeah. The Lion King yeah. had a pretty good uh, Sega Mega Drive game. Oh, that's I right. remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough game, yeah. Though, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember I begged my grandmother could we go to playtime, so I could play some arcade games and that. And um, I remember circling around the arcade. And uh, I saw this game called uh, Hang On with a motorbike. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I remember I said to my grandmother, I want to play this. And she, my grandmother said, no, you're not going to go on that motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually thought it was a legit motorbike or something. <laughs> uh, she, she, she probably thought it looked dangerous and I was going to fall off and... I was speaking to my grandmother, I want to go on this motorbike and play <laughs> Hang On. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was kept begging and begging and then she eventually, uh, yeah, she put me, on, put me on the motorbike and I started playing it and, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this... Did, she to, did she want to hold you while you were playing it? No, nah, she was just right by my side, but I remember I was playing it very badly, probably, because <laughs> I was like... Would have been probably like six at the time. <laughs> did they have that? Did they have Hang On at High Point as well? Yeah, that's where I played at Playtime and Hang On and uh, at High Point. Yeah. Oh, by the way, dear listeners, High Point is we're talking about High Point yeah, shopping, shopping center. center. Yeah. For those, for those who don't even live in you know Australia or yeah. Victoria, because yeah, uh, I've actually never seen uh, that game uh, that. Uh, at the arcade, no. I mean, I remember I owned Super Hang On on my Sega Mega Drive many yep. years ago. Um, was a, that was a. I was funny because playing it on a, on a 
uh, hand control is always difficult. I always found yeah, it difficult anyway because of the steering. How was the steering on the arcade version of the game? If you remember. By memory? Um, you can go you can go side to side, so yeah. when you wanted to uh, lean and curve around the track, you can actually do that with this motorbike bike from memory. But that's the only memory I've got. <laughs> but you actually had to move your body around sideways like your actual butterfly. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it automatically did that for you, but I remember the, the bike would lean and it would curve around the track. The bike would curve around the racetrack yeah. and such. That's what I'm Th That reminds me, I remember that there they were about four or five uh, guys uh, playing a, a horse racing arcade game. Uh, many years ago, and uh, they actually made fool of themselves, and they were sticking their back end right up in the air as they they were uh, riding on their horses in the game. I thought, yeah, yeah there's that one game I'm definitely not playing, and I think because of that, that sort of would put me off of actually playing a motorcycle arcade game. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that I make a fool of myself. Yeah, no, but I remember that um, Hangon always had that great track. Um, uh, in the first level called Outrider Crisis. It's very popular on the uh, on YouTube where the people make a lot of remixes of it. He goes Yeah, that's definitely one of the most iconic background music tracks of Sega altogether, really. Because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. also made, it was d distributed by, by Sega. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I've always, uh, I, yeah, I mean, um, I think probably Africa was the one level that was e the easiest because it's only about, what, six laps from memory? I, mean, I haven't played this game in ages, but yeah. If <laughs> 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 you say no, yeah. No. I'll, I'll, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I played this on, on through emulation, but only for like ten minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a pretty straightforward so, uh, game, man. It's play, it, 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 you know, it's a motorbike game, and uh, yeah, you know, just, just finish, you know, go around these laps, or whatever, and just yeah, and compete with the other opponents, try and come first place, I guess. Yeah, so it is a pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah it's a, I, I remember that on the Mega Drive version, it has a bit of a story mode where you can actually buy motorcycle parts and even oh, right. paint, okay, get cool. new sponsors and get new engineers, I think. Yeah. If memory serves me correct. You definitely have a rival that you have to compete against. Um, and then that once you beat him, you get to the next rival. Um, but I, from memory, I was never actually good at that. I just didn't write how to just to change the settings very well. Yeah. And also because uh, even though it really looks nice, it was like one of the better looking early uh, Sega titles back uh, in those days. Both the console and the arcade. I could never really get into it because I just found the game to be rather one-dimensional, straightforward. In yeah, a it's way. Very, very basic. I think this game came out yeah. like... Um... In the early in mid early 80s. 80, I think mid 80s, yeah. I think in yeah, 86 like it came out, I think, or 85. 86. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in 85, yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah but it definitely wasn't, pretty, there, pretty wasn't really there much to do, yeah. 
I preferably like um, Road Rash better. <laughs> just for the game. simple fact that you can beat the hell yeah, out of it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those are my fondest memories anyway of motorbike games, which is uh, Road Rash. Man, I remember when I rented. I, rem- I remember renting um, Road Rash 2 growing up. Right. On the full single Mega Drive. Yeah. And one of the cutscenes where if you fail to complete the race, you get arrested by the cops with a foot in the trunk of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah, just, there you yeah, go. That always uh, cracked me up uh, yeah. playing that game. Um, I think I first played it back in 96. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. But that was, those are br- brutal and difficult games to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, because even like the, the, the other guys would um, do the same thing. They would try to hit, like, you know, try to hit with something like a chain or a bat or whatever. So you have to try to maneuver for them and just get past them and just try to win the lap, you know, or try to win the race. I enjoyed the running level, people over lap. in the sidelines. Yeah. But uh, you always have to be careful that you don't get hit by a cow. Not just a car, but a cow. If you're a oh, yeah, because <laughs> wouldn't that cross the road? Yeah, memory? that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah try and avoid them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, hang on, in a nutshell. Nice. Pretty straightforward. So, yeah. That's my memory, anyway. But um, but my next game wasn't at playtime, and uh, I remember I think my uncle was in town from Sydney, and he right. came to visit us. And uh, I remember my dad said, "All right, let's go and get a pizza." So I remember we went to our local pizzeria in St Albans, and uh, we didn't sign. I think I've been to pizzeria before, by the way. Oh, yeah. have you? Okay. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, the one, the one towards the end, towards yeah, the end yeah. of the shops. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a guy. Now I remember the guy who owned the pizzeria. His name was Lex. Do you remember? remember do you remember what it was called? The pizzeria. Was it no, called Mamma's or something? Long, wasn't it? It was Mamma's Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to find out. Actually, I think my dad would know. I want to find out. Yeah. Anyway, Are you, you were saying? <clears throat> no, I just uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember went in there and uh, I remember I saw this arcade machine and there was uh, Mortal Kombat 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty much my first exposure to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And um, I remember I said to my dad, once you finish reordering the pieces, can I please play Mortal Kombat 2? I remember my dad gave me like a couple of coins and... Uh, I remember I was versing, I think I was versing my uncle. I must be playing one part, I can't remember, but I think I was versing my uncle and uh, we're going head to head. And uh, and then after that, I remember I was I was versing the, the computer, CPU, which was, you know. Were you tall enough to actually play on the arcade machine? Yeah, I think I was a, a bit older. I think I was like eight or nine years old at the time. Okay, yeah. Memory. Um, yeah, I remember just playing that and being so addicted to it man just seeing the blood in, the blood and the gore and the fatalities and <laughs> and this the graphics look good too man like yeah, yeah they did those yeah yeah I remember um, seeing all the digital sprites as well fucking awesome I remember that for the Mortal Kombat games particularly 2 and 3 they 
had them set up in a sort of a projector setup. Oh, so they didn't just have them on a normal arcade cabinet slot. They actually had them uh, screening the actual game on a on a projector while you actually got this special uh, panel for the, the controls. So what they did was they made the screen a lot bigger and wider on a projecting system. Oh, for number three? Uh, yeah, for both two and three. Oh right, uh, and yeah. uh, the screen was separate from the actual controls. So I thought it just made made the game, so it made the game three times bigger to experience in terms right. of resolution. Yeah, okay. I remember back in those days, and uh, even back in those days, I remember. Yeah, that, where did you see this at the time? High point. Yeah. Oh, high, like point. high point. Okay. Arcade. Okay. Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. Uh, not, so you're, then, you're saying the screen was a lot bigger than? Yeah, exactly right. Because right, it's set in. Okay. Some, Sort of a bit of a project, sort of similar to a yeah, similar to like a, a projector sort of setup, um, and uh, it would just uh, sort of uh, really enhances just the the backgrounds of the characters that we were playing. Yeah. And just looking back, I realised that man, the game actually looked even better. The fact okay. that you didn't get any of those uh, pixelation imperfections or the yeah, yeah, yeah. great game quality as the games get older and basically that doesn't get maintained um no it actually look, still look pretty good um cool. it just really enhanced experience so you get to sort of be, uh, yeah it just gets enhanced when you're playing a character like sub-zero you freeze people to death and um you could if it's a fatality it just explodes into a pile of bones and blood wow well, you know you know me both like by sub-zero when you aim for the floor when you do you you ice attack, and you aim for the floor. And when yeah. they, and when you, and when you uh, walk onto the ice, they slip. And I like to do the uppercut. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, the third game, I think Mortal Kombat Three, was the game that uh, you could actually freeze from up in the sky, right? From yeah, above. that was number three. Yeah, he would uh, aim for the for the, the ceiling or whatever, and the ice yeah. would come down. And yeah, that's yeah. right. No, I remember that getting uh, Baraka used to piss me off. Baraka, oh, yeah, when he used to unleash his uh, his blades and just go nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, there was a special move where he would just, yeah, yeah, he would just wave his blades up in the air or whatever, and yeah, he'll just get cut up and just yeah, fall to the ground. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. when he just basically fires up a, a blade like it's a projectile, like a. Blade. Oh yeah, he actually throw blades at you as well. That's right. Yeah. He actually yeah. throw them at you. Yeah. Yeah, oh, annoying, just, very annoying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just, yeah. Uh, I think probably, looking back, Sub-Zero and Jax were probably my favourite Mortal Kombat characters. Oh, yeah, I was about and, to say that too. Jax and Liu Kang as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but of course, back in those days, it, it's funny because back in those days, when you're playing those games, the first even, time... Even Reptile had some good moves too, man. He did, yeah. Reptile, but Reptile yeah. was a secret character for number one, wasn't he? He was a secret character, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it was you could playable in number two, yeah. But as I was yeah. saying, no, but when you're young and playing those games for the first time, you don't get used to the uh, the button combinations for special moves. Oh, I guess yeah. or rather you think even do doing like fatalities, you have to combinations have to be very fast and on point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you're standing in to a, in a certain distance 
to pull it off as well. If you stand too close, forget it. You just got all that button combinations you try to execute, and all you do is just basically perform a punch instead. Rather <laughs> yeah. making it falling. Uh, even the even the twins, I used to hate them. Katana and Melina. Melina, yeah, I used to hate them. Yeah, yeah. They were just too well, fast, Melina, man. They were too fast. And Katana and, would always throw her fan at you too quickly. Fan, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. What was that other move that she threw a fan and she was sort of, I don't know what she did, but she basically sort of did perform some sort of uppercut with it. That I, if I remember correctly. I remember. I, I, I used to hate it when she used to grab you, and she'll just mm. like throw like. You know what I mean? Throw to, oh, yeah, to the, yeah. the other end of the screen and just keep doing that. It's fucking shit me, man. <laughs> Even the way she threw you was strange because it, like, yeah, it's, like a it's like she's throwing a parcel in a bin. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, and true. Her, her uh, arms would propel backwards unnaturally. Yeah, well. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like she was doing a cartwheel or something. About to do a cartwheel. It's just... Yeah. Her arms totally did. Hey, her, yeah. arm, her arms did, but not the rest of her body. That's right, yeah. Come it think was, of it, it was I a half wheel, you... a half cartwheel. Yeah, come <laughs> think of it, I remember that sort of made, gave me motion sickness. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, Sonya Blade wasn't a playable character in this. No, oh. she was kept prisoner, if you yeah, remember. Prisoner, when that's he right, reached, yeah. Towards the end. Reached, he actually saw her towards the end, end when he fought Kitara. one of the main bosses. Kitara, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man. Um, there was one move I liked by Jax, where he grabbed you by the throat. He goes, gotcha! And he'll fucking punch you. Yeah. He'll, like, punch you in the that's head. Right. And, like, throw you to the, towards the ground. That, that was awesome. Well, it's funny. It's, what's great about Jax, if you look at the continuity between two and three, yeah. Uh, in the second game, he still has his arms intact. In the third game, yeah, he, right. loses third one, yeah, he loses his arms. Yeah, cybernetic implants. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember um, his, uh, his fatality where he just rips your arms off, sort of as a bit of a revenge. Yeah. And that's when he does, Very when brutal, that's when he man. Very brutal. Yeah. Fatalities. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember, I remember the the first stage is when when there was, where there was a fatality. They would just uppercut you in uppercut you into the acid. <laughs> yeah. Of that of the yeah in the foreground. I remember like, that was one of the ones. And he, and, he, and he got to see the skeleton just swimming away, like it was just the car right, yeah. just swimming away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a number two, was a number two where if you in the other another stage where if you perform it. Uppercut. Yeah, there was spikes on the on the ceiling, yeah, like, and uh, yeah, yeah right. that was brutal, man. Fuck. Yeah, I remember in three, if you perform an uppercut, yeah, in the middle of a train station, you send them flying to the opposite platform, and you get run over by an incoming train. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. Hey, did you did you ever master the bicycle kick with Luke Luke Kane? Where you go fly midair and just kick you. Keep kicking you until like. Arcades. I found it hard. I found it very hard to perform the moves on the arcades. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was uh, playing it on a console ports where I got a better hang of it. But even then, I just wasn't really perfect with that game. Um, yeah. Because back in those days, I remember with arcade machines, 
well, not just arcade machines, but even console ports that you really demanded. Those games really demanded you to be very, um, very specific in how you you press, how you try to perform these combinations of the yeah. buttons. Whereas nowadays, you can just do, you just pull off these crazy moves just by button mashing. I think even now, you, you just press one button and it does it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But even yeah. with my young seven year old hands, I had a hard time trying to pull off those yeah. moves. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Which so. Be, I think it's my turn to talk about my own experience. So I think, speaking of fighting games, I've got, one more. I've got one more game, but I'll, I'll just yep. run it very quickly. Um, so after this one, I uh, remember me, uh, me and my auntie and my cousin, we went to Deer Park. Yep. And uh, one of the local shopping centers in Deer Park. And uh, I remember I saw an uh, arcade game called Eastwatt. Right. Yeah. I've only played the uh, console port on the Mega yeah. Drive for this game, yeah. Yeah. Difficult game. It yeah. is difficult, yep. Especially the arcade version. Um, so, I remember um, you play as a cop, and your mission is to eliminate all these thugs throughout the course of the game, and just eliminate all these, like, thugs that come across, come, you know, come across into your path, and you're just going to shoot them, and, um, and every boss battle um, is pretty difficult from memory. Um, but I remember the first boss battles where I think this guy was bald and he, he had this woman tied to a chair and you just had to shoot him. But I remember I just kept jumping up and down and shoot, aiming for his head. I think he had to aim for his head and kept shooting him and shoot, shooting his head until he just died. And then, yeah, um, then you get to save mm. this woman that was tied to this chair. And yeah, but basically it's pretty really straightforward. Good. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It, this sounds very different to the console yeah. version. Oh yeah, it is very different. Very different, yeah. yeah. It's nothing like the arcade version at all. Yeah. Um, there is actually an arcade port for the Master System, but that's also a bit different too. But uh, the, the arcade version is probably one of the best playable versions you can play. Fair enough. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so... No, because I, like I said before, I've only played the console port of that game. Yeah. And uh, I found playing uh, because the first two levels. You play as a, just a regular cop without all that armor, and oh, if yeah, anything, right, playing yeah. as a regular cop was made the game much easier. When you get those armor upgrades, it can, that's when the game becomes you, you, you harder. Do, I think you do you do lose your armor though. Like if you just can hit left, right, and center, you, you do lose your armor, and then you start from square one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But similar the to uh, playing as Arthur and Ghouls and Ghosts, is that what you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty similar, but uh, yeah, you, you, you got a, a lot more. You got a health meter in this game, so yeah, it's not too yeah, it's not it's not brutally hard, but it is difficult. So let's give you guys a heads up. Oh man, yeah, no, I, yeah. I remember just like I said with the console version up when you get when you get your armor at start of stage three. Yeah, that's when I felt the game just impossible to play because I remember that you're armed with. Uh, all these rockets, yeah. and yet they're all one-dimensional. They only travel yeah, by, that's right. towards the ground level. You can't really aim them towards any direction. They always, as soon as they fire, they go flying right yeah. under underneath the ground, and that's when they just they can climb over 
uh, let's say other platforms but you won't be able to shoot them up in the sky which yeah. is uh, which is really frustrating i remember you got a jetpack jet but pack, you've yeah. uh, that it's pretty limited to how much you can use it because that takes up a lot of energy but it's, in terms of time it takes about what 20 seconds probably even less to fly around the screen so you can't really use you have to use that energy wisely and uh, the plasma i mean if you if you think in memory if you press and hold um the, the shoot button yeah that's when yeah the energy becomes it increases and you get and uh, the fire the 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 firepower becomes stronger and bigger, but otherwise you're just shooting this purple little uh, beams at all these uh, uh, enemies around you, and yeah, just becomes rather dissatisfying. It was a really tough game starting yeah, from the stage. Yeah. And ironically, I found without the armor to be a lot more enjoyable and easier to play. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I got to check the uh, arcade version out. Yeah, you'll like it, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So you would say it's definitely the best out of uh, oh, all Oh yeah, the stuff. best playable version by far. Um, too bad we didn't get a similar game on the console. Mega Drive, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure how exactly, how highly regarded the console port is, but it was hard. Definitely a hard game. Oh yeah, I've played it, yeah. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not easy, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's pretty much me, man. So uh, if you're ready, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh man, sorry, I remember. Up. No, I remember the first. Uh, like I said before, I played uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles as my first gaming experience. Yeah. Um, uh, growing up as a kid, the first time I actually played a fighting game at the arcades was Street Fighter 2. Super Street, Street Fighter, Fighter 2. 2. Awesome. And also uh, Turbo. Um, Turbo, yeah. I talk about. Turbo, we just started looking back at Street Fighter 2. Like did everyone you, else. Before, before, before you talk about Street Fighter 2, did you ever play number one, Street Fighter 1? No. No, that, that was uh, pretty rare. They never, definitely never played that at time, uh, play time. Yeah, there, up. there wasn't too many of those arcade games, those arcades floating around in Australia. But... Uh, and Street, Fighter, Street Fighter 1, I think that was sort of. Uh, that wasn't even a hit, was it? Because it was only no, about three really. characters. Yeah, I think that was only two characters. I think you played Ryu and Ken. That's it. So you can only play two characters. Okay. Yeah. And all, all those other characters you play against, they didn't even make it to the final roster for Street Fighter 2. Um, I think so, yeah. If I remember that, I think so, yeah. So Street Fighter 2 really is the game. It's basically the first successful game in the series, obviously. Yeah. Many people. Right. And it always wanted me, though. Growing up, I always wondered if this is Street Fighter 2, then where's number one? <laughs> and I never understood why you couldn't find number one anyway, and now I understand. I remember, I remember even playing it years ago, a few years ago. I thought, yeah, yeah this isn't right. <laughs> this is uh, pale, 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 uh, pale in comparison to its sequel. No, but just playing Street Fighter Two again for the first time just got mesmerized, like all the colorful graphics, uh, like everyone else did growing up. I remember. To this day, I still don't have a favorite Street Fighter character, though. Right. I remember just, I try to think of a random character that I could say is my favorite, and I chose Balrog, the boxer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing special about him. His moves are rather predictable. It's just uppercuts or just charging punches. But 
that nothing really nowhere near as iconic as a Hadouken or Shoryuken. It was just rather I, I think the reason why I picked him was because he wore blue and blue was my favorite color. Growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but no. He was a he was a pain in the ass to play with and uh, nah, looking back, no, nah, he's definitely not my favorite. Um, I, as you know, playing that that game in the arcades, you can tell they definitely rigged the game to in and up quarters from your audience. Well, we're not yeah, American, yeah. but in, in and up It's pretty hard, man. Especially yeah, the arcade yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I do remember that um, they were finding a video recently uh, making a comparison of how you block on the console port, whether it be Mega Drive or Super Nintendo, yeah. and uh, you compare it to the arcade. And basically, the arcade bypasses most of your um, blocking mechanisms. So, in comparison to the console ports, the arcade would probably have the computer uh, uh, fighter in your game uh, bypass the just the all your blocks every time with uh, it crouches down and kicks you and it inflicts damage. And I thought, well, oh, hang on, I'm pretty sure I blocked in that game. And it turns out, yeah, a lot of people can attest that they have been cheated from playing the arcade games because the computer rigs it so it ignores all your blocking moves. Yeah. So you can get hit by cheap shots as you as it crouches down and kicks you. But right. uh, yeah, I, very tough. And I remember yeah. having a hard time trying to beat Zanju growing up. Zanju. Yeah. Um, he was uh, on the arcade. No, he, he, as soon as he grapples you, I remember that even when he doesn't perform that wrestling move where he just uh, spins around uh, four times and you pummel to the ground. All he does is just he basically gets you in a lot, gets you in a chest lock yeah. and he's sucking all the energy out of you. Oh, yeah, I used and, to hate that, man. Ah, uh, fucking cheap shots, yeah. And he, every, so time, uh, every time you play him, his moves are also complicated to execute. Yeah. That really pissed me off as well. So, uh, I remember just uh, e to make it easier, I, I was able to perform the Hadouken better and all the other moves, so I'd either choose Ryu and Ken. And more often than not, I'd probably pass the first stage and probably lose to Zanju. <laughs> and the second <laughs> stage immediately. In Turbo, I always lose. I think I told you, I already told this in another episode of our podcast, that I always end up losing to um, DJ, DJ all the time. Yeah. Too quick, just way too quick. And uh, especially when he, he black kicks you in the air. And I'm pretty sure, I think they definitely must have cheated as well because you think that the timing where your uh, your kick reached him before he reaches you and that was never the case. <laughs> but I liked, um, I liked how you could use, how Fei Long was playable in that game. Fei Long, definitely, yeah. uh, definitely, uh, heavily inspired by Bruce Lee and all the moves he does, especially with that that little uh, fiery kick that he does. Yeah, if you remember, yeah. Um, um, I was gonna say, you know, I, you know, I used to hate which character was it was uh, Lanka when oh, Lanka yeah, when you would yeah. use the the his like little electric his electric uh, <laughs> power up, and I remember. <laughs> Oh, he used like to grab you, he'll grab you, lunge onto and you, and 
bite you, yeah. but at the same time, he was actually killing you as well. Fucking, you should <laughs> shoot me off the roof, man. <laughs> yeah, Capcom definitely rigged the arcade yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, I mean, uh, in terms of what was a much more enjoyable free-play experience, I'll just have to say Alpha. Alpha, yeah. Number one, because I think they made good Alpha, I think I liked that one both because I was able, because I find just executing the special move is easier. And what's good about Alpha is that he uses the final fight characters as well. Final fight, yeah, that's right. He's got Hagger, Romanto, the soldier who throws grenades at you, Sodom, that creepy guy with the with the sides that he uses. And I think there was another one. I can't remember if Cody, the other character uh, from uh, Fatal, what is it, uh, uh, Final Fight, was in it, but one of them was in it. No, there was another. There was another uh, Final Fight character was in it. Just, let me look it up. Uh, yeah, you just uh, just with uh, didn't cheat as much. <laughs> Let's just say that. But uh, I just found that the character animation was also better, in my opinion. That the moves were e- easier to execute, and. Um, it was basically sort of heading towards that direction of those Marvel versus Capcom games in terms of sprite animation. I mean, it was basically, yeah, it was a, the first time we saw that updated sprite animation in those games, but it was just with uh, better, uh, I reckon, just gameplay mechanics compared to the uh, uh, earliest Street Fighter games. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, definitely a... Uh, yeah, definitely a memorable experience. Yeah, I'm um, still to this day trying to figure out my favorite. I thought it was rather strange though that the uh, Guile was basically swapped with, with Charlie, uh, and Charlie's basically got the same move as well as Guile. All right, remember. You remember that, don't you? In what? Which which version of Street Fighter? Street Fighter Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, I haven't played. I'm. I played it, but I haven't played it like. Um, what do you call it? Classically, like, you know, the, okay, I've right. played a like number two, new challenges, turbo, um, yeah, alpha, I not so much. Yeah, I remember. It was actually yeah. a guy. Guy is oh, one guy. of the characters. Right. He's in. So he game, replaced yeah. Guy. Did he replace Guy or was it, was it the character you mentioned before? I mentioned, I thought it was Cody. No, it was actually Guy. Guy, okay. So Guy pretty much replaced Guy. Okay. Now, come think of it, I can't remember if Hagger uh, was actually in it. Um, I remember Hagger was in uh, the wrestling game. I think it was Saturday Night Slam Busters, I think it was called. Yeah, I thought he was in Alpha. Anyway, if he's not, it doesn't matter because most of the yeah. uh, street, uh, Final Fight characters were in this game. And I think they made the game better, actually, come think of it. Um, just with, yeah, better moves. Um, Better combos, because the combos in, in Street Fighter 2, that uh, function probably wasn't really ready yet. I think Turbo yeah. they started to uh, improve the combo moves and mechanisms better, but with Street Fighter 2, it was probably a lot more limited. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was actually a good fun. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, my experience with Street Fighter. Another game. Was that, at, um, was that at play, uh, at playtime in High Point? When you yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think that was, that was the main hub, wasn't yeah. it? For arcade games. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, if you're living in the west. Yeah, the suburbs, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. And uh, God, just it just reminds me of just now that I'm uh, mentioning Capcom. I might as well just mention this now. Just growing up with uh, all the Marvel games, yeah. uh, X Men, Children of the Atom. Uh, tough game, in the sense that uh, uh, again, especially the special moves. I mean, there was this one particular special move, the signature move, that was a lot sort of difficult to execute because. Uh, it wasn't. It was easy to bypass and even interrupt it in comparison to the later games. Yeah. But um, playing it against Wolverine, I uh, was able to slash everyone. The first time I thought that was ex- that was awesome because he was actually a, my favorite Marvel character growing up back <laughs> in those days. Yeah. Um, Cyclops was, was pretty cool as well. Um, but I think that playing Marvel superheroes. You know, the ones that had the game that had Iron Man, Spider Man, Captain America, and Hulk. I thought that was uh, an improvement. It also had uh, improved also with just uh, the signature moves too, um, and also with the combo moves. I reckon I thought it was even better because X Men yeah. Children of the Ad- Adam had combo moves, but I didn't find it as smooth compared to smooth, yeah. Uh, yeah, Marvel superheroes. Um, I remember playing just clocking that game on uh, only on the arcade port. PlayStation One, uh, whereas every time the further I got on the arcade floor was playing as Juggernaut. Uh, so I, closest as I got to was reaching the fourth level, winning three fights, which is pretty good. Um, but again, just uh, sticking with basic moves to get that far. With uh, a console version, uh, well, the console port I just found it easier to play with because again, you don't have to worry about Capcom programming these. Uh, arcade ports to cheat you from your money yeah that's right um, yeah <laughs> uh, and again x-men versus street fighter uh blew my mind just with just with uh, the special moves if you remember you can actually perform two characters perform your special moves at the same time so if you let's say if you got ryu and cyclops you could both uh, perform um those uh fire blasts at the same time it actually just that uh, you remember that so you instead of having 30 hits, yeah, yeah, yeah i do hit. i actually do remember that yeah i do actually yeah. you can actually aim for a 60 hit combo which so was you can awesome. actually tame up and just yeah. exactly yeah i remember that yeah yeah and then that's when marvel as a superhero is uh, versus street fighter that and, sometimes um, they can... you know you know also yeah. i remember as well i remember you kicked yeah. my ass when we, when we played it for real and yeah uh, <laughs> Well, one of uh, one of the arcade joints up in the city. Yeah, that's right. I played, uh, I played Marvel versus Capcom. I played Wolverine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. No, yeah. I'm pretty good with Wolverine. Yeah, uh, just with, um, because he's, if you think about it, he is rather easy to control with his Berserker Barrage and going Berserker Barrage. Yeah, and uh, weapon the weapon X move that he does where he slashes you to pieces. Um, and then there's the Berserker Barrage X, which is uh, just a more advanced uh, finishing move uh, of, of uh, his of that move. And um, the drill claw was always a hard move for me to execute, though. Even even to this day, uh, bottom actually is just a bit of a pain in the ass. But his tornado claw was easy. Mm. But he does all those uppercuts in the air. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I just uh, I, I like. Um, I remember with Marvel versus Superheroes uh, Street Fighter, 
that was the, the first crossover game where you could call your uh, other character to um, perform a, uh, another move while you're fighting and then it pisses off and then after that that's when you can have both characters perform their own special moves to finish off your enemy um I reckon that up to this day, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 is still my favorite out of all the Marvel-Capcom crossovers, just for the fact that it has more characters, uh, better combo systems. The buddy mashing, all right, it's cheap, but it does make the gameplay satisfying to play oh, yeah. in comparison. Just in comparison with the earlier Street Fighter games where uh, all of your blocking moves are being bypassed, they ignore by a cheating computer. Oh yeah, it's the difficult yeah. setting that um, they set the CPU to. Like, yeah. So when you go into your dip switch settings in the arcades and that, in in the yeah. arcade game in general, you can actually change the difficult settings and if you change it to the medium. Yeah, it's going to be pretty difficult. But if yeah, it's easy. Well, you've probably got a better chance of beating it. <laughs> the is that the arcades would obviously program it to be difficult on purpose. Oh, yeah. To yeah, it's still your money. That's right. <laughs> bastards no. oh. fucking bastards that's alright well at least that made us want to play those games on our console ports so oh, yeah. yeah there's always a plan B yeah exactly that's yeah. no, good fun now uh, the other game I wanted to play I'm pretty sure you played this as well yeah right. Virtual Cop 2 oh yeah Virtual Cop I haven't played much of Virtual Cop 2 I've always played number one really yeah, very right. first. I'm the opposite. Man. <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a really play number two. I've played a little bits and pieces, but yeah, it was always the first one that I played. Because I remember um, I used to play this at at school, out of all places. No, really. <laughs> at school, at lunchtime, I remember they used to. Um, there was a, uh, where was it? I don't, I don't think it was at the library, but I remember one of the, the, the portables, they had like this computer area where you used to go into and just play games for about half an hour. And I remember there used to be Virtual Cop and, yeah, <laughs> used to play Virtual Cop. Oh wait, Cop. someone installed, somebody installed, uh... Virtual Cop 2, yeah. Well, no, I remember, I think some, I think this guy at school had all these games on his, like, on CD and stuff when he used to, like... <laughs> extract all the contents to the hard drive and just play Virtual Cop 2 or it was either like that or um, Counter-Strike or yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Was this, hang on, was this in high school? High school, yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like high school, yeah. I remember, yeah. Nah, for me, um, love playing uh, number two. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that uh, I just love this sort of a this feeling of goofiness when you're firing all these uh, bank robbers like in the first stage, yep. where they just come at you. But what's satisfying is that, like in Lethal Forces, it only takes one hit and they're gone, but you also can yeah. still perform. You can still empty your bullets and they go flying uh, to the other side, or well, flying off, a, let's say, a balcony, or just flying off. And uh, I love those challenges where they've got someone held there captive as a hostage, yep. or some other uh, hostage, uh, uh, it pops out and you got to be careful not to shoot them. I mean, it's Lethal Forces had the same thing as well. Yeah, from memory, um, your companion, is she a woman this time? Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 
I especially love the car chase scenes in Virtual Cop 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, um, they don't, they're not as ridiculous of having a dozen people coming out of the same ordinary sedan somehow, kind of like you like in, uh, what do you call it, in, uh, Lethal Forces, but you always change direction because it's a relative yeah. as you know. That right. uh, you, yeah, you um, dispatch one car, another car comes charging through, and you sort of have to be, yeah, have to retire, yeah, react quickly to kill everyone before they, they can open fire. Uh, yeah, it, it's a type of game that really, really uh, times you, your reaction. Uh, no, not, which is, would I say, times your reaction more than lethal forces? Debatable. I think lethal forces is challenging enough uh, as it is, but just with the the change of the zooming of the camera and also just changing the direction. Even let's say you're fighting it, you're, you're opening fire at let's say I think God uh, an apartment complex. You've got let's say thirty or fifty guys just taking cover and trying to fire you, and you yeah. fire you like in lethal for lethal forces, and you really have to react to shooting carefully. Um, so you got about about a half a second uh, to aim fire before they shoot you. Um, but it's always just the challenges also with the hostages that you just got to be careful. Don't get too uh, overzealous and you end oh, up yeah. killing hostage. I think yeah. that you, you shoot a hostage that you end the up hostage is always caught in the crossfire, and if you shoot them, if you shoot directly at them, you, you know, lose. Yeah, you, know, you lose some energy. You lose some energy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Piss me off now. No, but I just like how you get to, you're driving along as you're chasing after uh, these cars that are making their escape. Uh, just uh, because it just, uh, just uh, yeah, just makes the, the gameplay just more exciting. Uh, whereas with Lethal Enforcers, as good as that game was, uh, you don't really, you do get to chase your enemies on pursuit, but it's two dimensional. Okay. Presence games, obviously 3D. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, good fun with this game. But I remember the boss, the very final boss of Virtual Cop 2 was so easy. It was a, it was a joke. Um, I remember that he made a threat um, at the end of the game. I thought, oh great, he here he is. He's acting all badass. I thought this is it. This is going to be a really tough, tough enemy to beat, and he's dead in less than a minute. <laughs> it's just easy. <laughs> Easy to kill. <laughs> yeah, easy to kill. Yeah. yeah. No, man. No, but uh, in comparison, in contrast to, let's say, Time Crisis 4, the enemies yeah. of that game but just oh, yeah. uh, requires a lot of just a lot of skill. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, and patience and skill, and you have to have perfect timing with how you react. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just, might as well just give up the game. And, Especially yeah. in Time Crisis 4, where if you remember that there was this one villain that was um, in the middle of, I think, San Francisco, or the city, it's a parody of San Francisco. He goes, you guys are finished! That threatening voice, <laughs> and yet he's got a grappling hook, and yeah. he's, uh, swinging across, he's swinging across uh, the street. And his yeah. uh, hand is armed with a machine gun. Uh, it's actually mounted to a machine gun. And you got to make sure that if you fire at all these uh, trams that are unleashed towards you, and they go and just got to make sure that you fire all your bullets, empty them as much as you can, 
before they crash into you and then you devote your attention to the guy who's just uh, swinging around and then as soon as you kill him as soon as you shoot him you see a cutscene of him basically doing a pathetic wail uh, yeah. uh, 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 he just wails in pain and then collapses so you shot this guy a thousand times and that's it he just collapses to his death <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah very cheesy no, man very cheesy yeah, and, but just uh, yeah, it's the same sort of the same comparison with uh, Virtual Cop too. Just without the cutscenes, it's just there's this cheesiness that's just yeah, it, it makes it so much more fun. Just uh, really getting into it easily, um, and especially just with the graphics, they're very outdated now, but yeah. so you just they're still fun to play. Like for example, this second stage, if you remember. Uh, you're fighting in the middle of what looks like a banquet room and uh, there's a sound stage with uh, a drum kit uh, station um, just uh, situated there and you see these people jumping out of the platforms and hiding behind these sort of uh, amps trying to throw grenades at you <laughs> just while at the same time you have this goofy <laughs> waiter just t- trying to take cover running uh, across the other side of the room and you've got to be careful that you don't open fire on him <laughs> oh, right. No, it's uh, good fun. Imagine. It's all good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Um, and probably, what, probably the last game that we'll talk about today was The House of the Dead. I'm pretty sure that's a game. Oh, yeah. Play. House of the Dead, the game I tried to run on Retro Arch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome game, but awesome game. If you remember, because if you remember the beginning of the game, when Sophie, that girl, t- gets taken hostage by that pterodactyl-looking monster, and he takes her inside that mansion, that haunted mansion. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, if you're playing two-player, one of the characters shoots open the door to get inside the mansion, and yeah. he goes, "Let's go inside." And the other guy goes, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> casually. <laughs> but you know, forget about our friend being taken hostage by this cannibal monster. Uh, let's just uh, make it as if that we are just. Uh, going out uh to get to get together or something <laughs> that, that's the For thing with, that, that's the thing with japanese arcade games like made in japan the yeah. american dialogue this sucks balls <laughs> oh, yeah. same thing with time crisis 4 if you remember yeah that's right you fight yeah, if you get to the second last level you fight this uh black top uh, headed soldier armed with uh or i think it was uh, a grenade launcher and one yeah. of your characters going you swore an oath to your country! That oath didn't mean a thing! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, that was, you know what's funny about House of the Dead, though? Those yeah. frogs. Yeah, those mutated frogs that are trying to come after, after you. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've got to admit, though, that, 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 the zombies look pretty freaky, man. Oh, I have yeah, to admit, I have to admit yeah. Yeah,我覺得。對。誒,yeah,definitely。Right now,they,they look goofy as hell,without a doubt。Oh,yeah。But,look,yeah,back then,it,definitely would be unsettling,especially I hated the zombies,the ones that,uh,pop up,as soon
Still charge, uh, right? Yeah. Charge you. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. That. I was just, just to bomb away and proceed to the next area. But those damn scientists that were taken hostage, yeah. they kind of used to piss me off with the way that uh, they just the voice acting saying, Thank you! Yeah. Like, no real <laughs> genuine terror, just very goofy, poorly, poorly translated uh dialogue as as you mentioned yeah um yeah uh, but i remember god i remember that um trying to fight that pterodactyl monster that kidnapped that sophie yep. in the second level when he was a boss oh it was a definitely freaky just for the fact that you remember let's say you're beating him and he's got about 20 centimeters worth of life left and he suddenly disappears up on the roof and you climb up on the roof and then that's when he charges towards you and knocks you down but the thing yeah, is that with yeah. that game that but the thing is that when that happens you don't get any damage to your health which is something i kind of appreciate i thought okay it's just a bit of a scare mechanism um because it's a unavoidable but you know what i remember as well the uh zo the zombie banshees all those monkeys that just pop out out of the window. You remember them? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, no, this I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 I tried emulating yeah. it, but yeah, it's still had a plan. Very tough. Uh, yeah, they can be different. Zombies are definitely tough to kill this game. I remember. Just, mm. um, you, you, probably played, you probably played it at um, higher difficulty. That's probably why it was probably harder. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I just remember this now. Oh man, just uh, I wouldn't be surprised if probably that they probably didn't the developers didn't really think into the zombie fiction that well. That if you shoot a zombie in the face, they should be dead. <laughs> I reckon this is a game that should remaster, man. House of the Dead. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. No, no, I remember I have playing other sequels to this game. I think it was. I can't remember. It wasn't number two. I think it was maybe number three. Where it looked a lot, definitely less goofy. It was a lot more creepier. Mm. Yeah, and nah, just uh, definitely would, definitely could use a remaster. Yeah. They should release it. They should release it for the um, for the modern consoles and that. But uh, thing is, what would be better, playing with controller or with a light gun? Oh, yeah, it really depends on the actual I think, quality. I think, yeah, I think it would be better with like Leica, wouldn't it? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Yeah. But then again, if it did come out with the remastered, you can probably buy a peripheral for it. Peripheral, which is the light gun. If it did, well, it get remastered, but... I don't know, it's yeah, probably but a tough... Um, because when rail shooters aren't necessarily... They don't have the same mechanisms as first-person shooters. No, so no, first-person no. shooters... You can change direction. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't make it as a first-person shooter. Who knows, man? They could. They probably could do that. You know, scrap the light gun, just make it as a first-person shooter, and you know, you got freaking more. You know, that changes the game and stuff like that. It does change the game. It does. Yeah. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, can I, I can just make another House of Dead entirely, make it as a first-person shooter, and just slap. Yeah, this is a. Reboot, really. Reboot, and then make yep. it as a first-person shooter, but yeah, I don't know. Probably die-hard no, fans would be like, nah, we want it as a light gun game, not a 
What about those rail shit? None of that first person shooter on my car. I gotta be honest, I actually prefer to remain as a railgun shooter. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. It, has a, it just has that charm and charm. It wouldn't, and, it wouldn't uh, be the same. It wouldn't be the same. People would probably just complain, like, nah, this is. Nah, man, when I was a railgun shooter, not a first person shooter, you know, this is gonna be feel. This will probably feel very weird to us, you know, very weird and. Won't be the same. No, yeah. I mean, you definitely can't underestimate changing the mechanism. Mechanism, yeah. Of switching. Uh, switching from first person to rail railgun shooter, yep. um, because one of the yeah, I think one of the the uh, charms of playing railgun shooters is that it's just a matter of testing your reaction time, because you can definitely tell. Just uh, looking back in these games, uh, one thing that really caught my attention was, man, I, I really got to be rather sharp and react quickly if I'm being yeah, attacked yeah, and do all that. Yeah. I yeah. It really tests how you react, not just how you react, also, but make sure that you are shooting at the right target. Because yeah. you could easily shoot at the wrong uh, target, you get a hostage, and you get punished for it. So, in a way, it's sort of testing you how you would fire a gun in real life, in some aspect. That's right. Yeah. Spot on. That, not to say that, that that's a real perfect training to actual fire a gun, but it, yeah. say. Carry, yeah, definitely carries that sort of mechanism. If you're, um, if you, yeah, if you were just uh, reacting in the real world just a little bit. That's um, whereas in the, what first-person shooter game, I mean, from what I can, I mean, like I said before to you before, it's easy to get motion sickness. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you know, it changes completely if you're playing with the actual light gun. You really, yeah, it's all about matter of timing and how do you react. You have to train yourself on how to react properly. That's what I've noticed while playing these games growing up. You get to sort of figure it, sort of just uh, not necessarily work out the patterns, but just sort of check out the the enemy movement, um, see and identify uh, sort of um, character movement to see if they're a threat or if they're a hostage, and uh, act accordingly. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they ever, yeah, to remaster this game without uh, making it a light gun game, not possible, I reckon. Yeah, man. I don't know, but um, be cool though to see it remastered this as a rail shooter. But yeah, I don't know, man. Probably just have to see what happens, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, do you do you remember? When you did play House of the Dead, do you remember seeing a, a curtain around the arcade machine? Yes. Back in the yes, day? Yes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I remember they used uh, the same curtain for one of the sequels. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. I think it was House of the Dead 4. I think it was House of the Dead 4. I think they How made many House of the Dead's are there? Good question. I know that there's, uh, there's definitely a fourth game. Yeah, I remember playing this. Yeah. Oh, this is for the PlayStation 3. No, I played this on the arcade. Oh, okay, so you've got... What? How many are there? Let's have a look. Alright, uh... Man series... Hey, there's a, um... There's a House of the Dead remake. There is a House of the Dead remake. Wow. The switch. Well, the switch. And how good is that game, really? 
I mean, I'm sure. Is it actually any good? Oh, so yeah, there's a remake for the Switch. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, there's a second one. There's a third one. There's a fourth one. And House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn. There's about five, I think. Yeah. Yeah, five games. So there's yeah. one, two, three, four, and the fifth game is called Scarlet Dawn. I've never played that. I remember playing the fourth game, come think back in 2006. Right. Yeah. And that was a pretty hard game. Now that I remember, yeah, remember it's it. not easy. It's and it's not easy. not as that, and it's definitely not nowhere near as goofy as the first game. Uh, this game was actually legit unsettling. Yeah. So better, just better animation, obviously, better detail on the gore. Oh, In yeah. a way, that kind of reminds me of a Resident Evil game, just with the graphics. Anyway. Although I'd probably have to play it again to make sure that uh, it's less goofy. But now, from first glance, I thought, okay, yep, yeah, the shit's about to hit the fan for real. This is not something to take a piss about. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. But um, what was the name of this which game again? Oh, it's just the remake. It's called. It's just a remake. So it is of the first one. Oh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Oh yeah, and they also made. Um, they made some spin-offs. Um, yeah, there's a spin-off. Made... There's, there's one for the Wii, Nintendo Wii, which I've seen. That's right. Uh, there's, there's House of the Dead Pinball for the GBA. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man, no, yeah. I think that uh, would be... That concludes our episode, I think. Good. I'd like to play, um, yeah, I'd like to play more of um, House of the Dead. Yeah. I'm, right now, I'm just suddenly getting out. Good luck. Getting, <laughs> yeah, good luck <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely, man. I'll, I I want to try and run this through uh, Sega Saturn. Yeah. This is the second emulator on RetroArch. I think I'll have a better chance of doing that than messing around with trying to get different arcade or arcade ROMs and trying to run it through all these different emulators through RetroArch. It just, yeah, I've had no. Cool. Uh, yeah, no luck, fortunately. So yeah. anyway, but uh, yeah, this concludes our episode for right. episode eleven. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, till then, uh, we'll be making a second part for this episode to continue on of what we'll be talking about with these arcade games yep. and such. Apart from that, man, um, yeah, I guess this is it. Uh, anything That's else? It for now. That's yep. it for now. Stay tuned for part two. Oh, no worries. Uh, All right. Bye for now. You guys. Bye.